Welcome back to the Parenting Stuff Podcast. We're glad to have you with us as we continue something that we started in last month's Parenting Stuff Podcast, talking about money. Yes, giving, saving, and spending. And we're going to be continuing that conversation, doing a little deeper dive as we talk about allowances, bank accounts, credit cards, budgeting, all the fun stuff that we do with our money. And looking forward to this conversation. I'm Tim Madeira from WRGN. And I'm Jake Claypool from Nebo Baptist Church. I'm Chris McNaney from Harvest Church. I'm Wayne Morgan with National Network of Youth Ministries. All right. The dictionary defines contentment as the state of being mentally or emotionally satisfied with things as they are. And the scripture tells us that godliness with contentment is great Gain. So you're talking about like the exact opposite of being American. <laughs> you're not wrong, Wayne. Hugh Hamilton satisfied. I was thinking the same thing. The same thing. In fact, the irony of the whole thing, of course, is that Hamilton is on our money as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. that's true. Yes, that's true. Um, and as we look at money and what God says about money, and he does have a lot to say about money, and then we say, okay, well, how do I transfer the information from the scriptures or the things that I've learned about money to my teens? What is it that our teens need to know about money? Well, I think part of it just begins with that. If you're thinking about it as a teenager, you probably are a few steps behind. Like with the last episode, we talked about kids have a financial understanding at the age of seven, Mm -hmm. I believe is what you referenced. Yeah. Um, The conversation about money needs to start young and it needs to start very practical ways, right? So one of the things that we do is the concept of earning money, not necessarily in the chores world because chores are just necessary for our house to operate. Part of being the family, Yeah, you you know, you want to eat, get good make sure you clean the dishes Uh Uh, but the idea of you are working and the worker is worth their wage um, those those concepts hey are you giving your child a reason to be a part of a work project and and not a lot of money but is there what where are they earning money creating spaces for that even as young kids okay so you're talking about the difference between an allowance And actually doing something to make money. But then you're even differentiating that a little further by saying, look, the regular things that just make this family work are done just because. I mean, for me, I don't have enough free money to just toss around every week to go, hey, here you go. Here's an allowance. So what what we do as a family is um, we are given like chore going above and beyond. Hey, I recognize this. And so we are incentivizing life and sometimes we'll pay you for something and sometimes we won't, but Hey, you did a great job of that. Here's $5. That's more along the lines of what we do as a family, but I'm sure that other people do something different. Did you grow up with an allowance, Wayne? Oh no. No, I I had to do stuff. I did not get given (laughs) money. I was just thinking about that. I think there was a season Okay. Where I had a little bit of an allowance, but my, like I said on the last episode, my parents were kind of figuring that kind of stuff out and they wanted to teach the right values, but you know, there was a season where I was and a season where I wasn't. Oh, okay. So they were literally figuring it out. With Absolutely. You. Okay. Absolutely. I was the oldest child too. So I was the, the Oh, guinea pig you're the, the guinea, guinea pig. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah I've got way. a guinea pig in my family. The poor thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm still talking to my therapist about being the oldest child. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't have that. Uh, I, I don't really remember having an allowance. You yeah. know, I, I got a job when I was 13, I think, because I was just tired of asking my parents to let me <laughs> yeah. buy stuff. So, yeah. I mean, 
I, I knew the concept of earning money. My parents paid me for stuff from time to time, but okay. my dad was pretty much the same philosophy of you're helping me around the house because I pay for everything. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, I mean, kind of makes sense if you sure, really think about sure it. It really does. Um, but it, it did. It taught me to, to earn what I, what I needed and what I made and, and what I wanted to use it for. So uh, I think even the idea of, of saying, look, you are a part of this family. The things that you do help contribute because, right. for instance, if, if you didn't cut the grass, we would be paying someone else yeah. to cut the grass. And no, you're not physically getting that money, but you are eating dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, yeah. And even to have the conversation about what your subscriptions cost, you yeah. know, our kids okay. don't understand how much things are going to cost. Right. So you're talking about Netflix or Amazon Prime Video or whatever it is you, you got. If your child has a cell phone bill, then they have a subscription, right? That is that is something that we pay for every single month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of those other additional, uh, there's gaming subscriptions that you can be a part of. So helping our family understand at a younger age how much things cost, those don't have to be tension conversations. They can just be practical, pragmatic conversations as well. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I did give the example just a second ago about you're staying in this house, you're eating dinner. I don't recommend that as the conversation. Oh, sure. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, don't have that. Kind of, I, yeah, I'm, no. I was kidding when I said that, although I have to admit, I probably have said that at one point, yeah. but I'm learning too. But our kids need to, to realize that we're a team, that we're a part of a family. And that needs to be really more the conversation than you ate dinner, didn't you? Yeah, right. And <laughs> you some got of the, clothes on, don't you? Some yeah. Of the, yeah, some of the conversations we have is like, hey, by the way, we could stop here at Wendy's on the way home, but it's mm-hmm. going to cost this much, and it comes out of this area of our your regular spending. And so those conversations have happened all the way through. So the conversations about, you know, giving and spending and some of those things are a normal part of our conversation as a family. I think the the point that you're making right there as far as McDonald's is a good point too, as far as teaching kids the value of money. Yeah. 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 So for instance, you drive through McDonald's with them and you purchase the meals, you take that total and you say, okay, let's go to the grocery store and see how many meals we get out of what is theoretically a cheap meal, McDonald's, Mm -hmm, if we go to the grocery store and spend that same amount of money. How many meals can we get out of that? Well, and I think it's even more important now because we're not transferring greenbacks, right? We're not transferring cash. So kids aren't seeing, wow, that was a big stack of money. Now we're just seeing this plastic device be inserted in a machine and then uninserted from the machine. So to help them understand the value of food, to understand how, how much it costs, those are great conversations to have. Don't just leave them up to a home ec course. Make sure you're having those conversations in real life and in real time. Which those home ec courses really don't exist anymore. They don't exist anymore. I mean, I can't tell you how many students I've had say like, I've, I don't even know how to go to a bank and like interact. That was me. Yeah. Okay. I, like, I didn't know how to go in and write a check mm-hmm. and yeah. write, uh, or really even go in and do like a, a deposit. Like I had no, no idea. So I go walk and I don't want to walk in because then I look stupid yes. right? Right. as the young kid. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think there is a portion of that where, like you said, they're not seeing the green where they need to see it. Yeah. They need to see where it's coming from. Like, so for our son, like we're handing him actual cash. He gets to go spend cash, not card. Yeah. And now you have Venmo where it's it's becoming even less of something that you have to give sure. or take. Yeah. Um, so for I think those, there is a huge thing to that. For those older people that have no idea what you just said That's by right. Venmo, what right. what is Venmo? It's an online platform to send and receive money. I can text you five things. bucks. Exactly. <laughs> I actually think I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
and and you can actually bill somebody yeah, as well, yeah. which is kind of uh, it's it's cool, but it's a little you know sure. off putting at first. Yeah. It's like, do I really want to send Chris and say, hey, you owe me ten dollars? <laughs> no, well, exactly. And, and the, I think there's truth to convenient isn't always the best teaching tool. So I think there's going to come a point in time for every parent, myself included, and all of us, where we have to sit back and say, yes, it's convenient where I can take my kid to McDonald's and just give a card. But the actual seeing of something transfer gives them a mental image in their mind of that's what's being, what's what that's what's taking place, mm-hmm. and here's what's actually happening with the money that uh, my parents are making, that I'm going to make, and how to deal with that. So we begin to see the actual value of the paper yeah. that we are exchanging. Yeah. Uh, that in and of itself may not have intrinsic value, but has the value that that the government assigns to it yeah. basically at this point. Yeah. I wonder if there's some other creative ways like that we can make that kind of thing happen because okay. paper money, it's, it's gone. almost gone. Yeah. <laughs> you is, know, yeah. like, so, so like I'm thinking of like, what are some ways I'm like spitballing here, but like if I were to open a, a, a bank account for my kid yeah. and like give, I'm going to trans, I'm going to Venmo you the money <laughs> for, right. for all the things that for the month. You know, yeah. okay. So it, it kind of sounds like an allowance, but I'm taking the phone bill. I'm taking the Xbox Live subscription. Yep. A quarter of the Netflix. You know, like I'm gonna do that math, and then I'm gonna give you this money and say, you know, now you figure it out. You know, we've paid the bills. You know, I don't know how you want to figure that out, but right. a way to involve them in the process. Yeah. Teaching them about that transaction. Yeah. Um, by including them in the process, you know, so we are, go- we're on our way home today and they say, you know, Hey, well, can we please go to Wendy's? So they say, sure. We could go to Wendy's, but that means we can't go tomorrow. So like, we're going to go to Wendy's once this week. Do you want it to be today? You know, involving them in those that's choices. That's a real right? conversation I have on a weekly basis. That's, that's <laughs> it huge. Really is. That's huge. It's true. Yeah. But you're right. Cause it is becoming more digital. It's becoming more accessible and it is, you're, you're creating a checkbook online. Yeah. How can you involve yeah. them in that process? Cause that's what they're going to grow up with. Not right. the paper stuff. Like I'm yeah, Jake, to. you were talking about going to the bank. I'm like, dude, I haven't been to the bank in a year. <laughs> like the reality is that all you it's do true. is you drive into the drive through mm-hmm. and then thunk, it goes up and thunk, it comes back and you yeah. drive away with a little piece of paper and the kid right. in the back gets a lollipop you know <laughs> so the, yeah, the bank isn't that where we get lollipops well and that's what my <laughs> yeah that's be. part of the kids uh, yeah uh-huh. before covid yeah that was right. reality oh true yeah i didn't think about that well i grew up in a time my grandmother was the one that taught me how to handle money and she was very old school she used the envelope system yeah. now the envelope system actually kind of making a comeback right yeah, now it is. It is. because yeah. people are beginning to realize the the credit card trap yeah. Uh, and, and so they're going, okay, I got to go old school on this, right. but, uh, you can do the envelope system with pieces of paper as well. You don't actually have to have the cash in there, yeah. but you know, keeping that running total in there. And then of course, uh, with apps that there are, there are apps out there and I'm talking about free apps. Yeah. Dave Ramsey has one. Uh, Crown Financial has one. They're free apps that you can put on your phone and you can teach your kids literally easily because what you said, Chris, sounds like a lot of work, but yeah, then sure. parenting is work, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's sure. absolutely right. Yeah. You're teaching values. You're teaching, you know, the, 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 the worldview of money. Like this is how we view money in our family, you know? And so you're teaching, uh, it is hard work, but you're teaching long-term things. Yeah. Oh, and the willing investment of parents in the short term for the long term will pay off immensely. And I'm talking pay off in terms of dollars and cents, because if your kids learn young how to spend their money as they grow older, they're not going to be coming to you and saying, mom, dad, I am $10,000 in debt because of 
can you spot me? Yeah, and I think the, the your phraseology of payoff is something we need to talk about as American culture, right? Okay. Like uh, the average American, I believe, last I checked, was fifteen thousand dollars in debt, and so the conversation with our kids about debt and mm-hmm. about how to handle credit cards. My my daughter is seventeen; she's been receiving stuff in the mail about credit card offers, and and so you're going, how early should we be talking about credit cards? And the basic principle of, hey, if you don't have it, don't buy it, isn't even a reality for these kids nowadays. They're more and more comfortable with debt. And we as a country are. We are $60 trillion in debt and going faster as a country. I mean, it just just grows every single day. Mm -hmm. And that mentality trickles down into our families and then it trickles down into our kids if we aren't the ones that say no it's not going to happen in our family we're going to stop that and part of it might be your credit cards yeah you might have to say not doing it i have a friend of mine uh he is uh in his mid-30s and he has made the decision because of his own past track record to not have a credit card he said is it hard Yes. He said, when I travel and I have to go rent a car. Yeah, that's yeah. really hard. Uh-huh. Yeah. But he said, I figured out a way to do it and and did what I needed to do. But he said, I know I can't handle a credit card. And basically, in my family, what I told my kids is, if one month you carry that debt over from your credit card, from one month to the next, cut up the card. Stop using it until it's paid off. If you think then, okay, I've learned my lesson, you can start up another credit card. It's not hard to do. They offer them to you all the time. Especially right. if your credit's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, say, okay, I'm going to give myself. But if, if you can't handle it, don't. Yeah. Go with a debit card. There are other ways to do it and make it work. And I think the, the conversation about debt, even if you're in a space where it's uncomfortable to have the conversation, it's a necessary conversation that needs to be had. If you're regretting the amount of debt that you're in, maybe you went to college and you put a lot of, of debt on a credit card and you've been paying for it over an extended amount of time. Um, just, I think having those conversations are very good and very helpful for the next generation. Less podcast, we talked about how generous they are. Mm-hmm. If we are in debt, Proverbs says the borrower is servant to the lender. Right. It is it, it is literally captivity to be in debt. Yeah. And so we more and more as a culture are being acquainted with that captivity. And so instead of going without things, we will we will add it onto a credit card and work harder. And so it really is making us into workaholics Mm, in the process of paying off what we already spent. Well, and and from like the parent's perspective, you know, if you're out there, I mean, I know I struggle with this, you know, wanting to have something left over for my kids when I'm gone or when they get to college. Like the reality is that even though you might not be able to do that, you're going to, you're, going to get your weight worth in gold when you tell them how to handle their finances. Like Mm. even if you can't save up money for your kids, even if you can't sit them down and be like, listen, I've had, I was able to save this or I waited this long, right? Just have a conversation, engage with them. And and it's going to pay off more for them in the long run than it would be having a nest egg for them when they go to school or when they Mm -hmm. need a car or any of that, because they'll be able to actually say, okay, here's my debt. Here's my income. Here's how this is going to work. Here's the long term. So just have those conversations as best you can. Yeah. Uh, start a bank account. Yeah. Start a bank account with your kids. Uh, and you can start 
young. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Our, our kids, uh, now uh, our youngest is is getting ready to turn 20 this year. Uh, they had bank accounts, didn't have a lot in them, but birthday money, well, we talked about last time when we got together, we were talking about giving, saving, and spending. A portion of that immediately went into the bank account. And then I would show them, at not every month, but I'd show them like at the end of the year when I was doing taxes, all right, you know, this is where you're at. This is what you've got. And it got to the point, to my amazement as a dad, that I wound up at times having to pay taxes for my kids because that's how much had built up just with those little things that we put in there Mm -hmm. that can have a huge impact. And I mean, I wasn't putting thousands of dollars at a time in. It was just a little bit at a time, but it was regular. And I think that as we teach kids to save regularly, they'll begin to see the power of compounded interest. Yeah. Now, this was also at a time when interest rates were a little higher. I was going to say there was interest. What? <laughs> well, I, and I, I think the reality is what we're talking about is, is more than just finances. It is delayed gratification. And so the idea that we're encouraging is the idea of talking about finances also gives that like where my heart is, like, do I need the next thing as soon as it comes out? Or am I going to, am I going to save up for it? Am I going to find a way to pay for that? Those are things, those are conversations that we need to have every single day because our kids are constantly saying, hey, this commercial said this was important or I need this because I'm growing and having those conversations about delaying gratification, that's a big philosophical conversation, but it is so important for brain development to delay that thing that everybody thinks is necessary you need to do it with the three-year-old, but you also need to continually build that delaying gratification for the formation of their brain so that they aren't constantly frustrated and anxious because that's one of the formation parts of brain for anxiety and depression is instant gratification. Mm. And so you want to be able to help them delay that gratification. So we've talked a lot about like how you teach a kid finances. Is there a conversation that we can have about how you don't you know like what you don't teach them what parents accidentally teach their kids okay you know because as as you were talking i was thinking about you know the kid that always gets the new shoes and the new console and the new phone you know you have taught them something oh yeah you know and and how do you not teach them those bad lessons i'm opening a conversation okay by example we were talking about unity a couple of months ago here on the parenting stuff podcast if you didn't hear that episode it's really good but When we're talking about unity, we were talking about modeling unity as parents. How do we model as parents delayed gratification? Chris is just nodding his head and looking at me. You were going to tell me. No, I was waiting. Tim Tim did that Jesus thing where you asked a question, he asked a question in response, and I was like, wow, that's going to make for bad airtime when it comes to a podcast. All right. Well, I'm yeah. thinking of something in particular for you, Chris. You had something that no. you, yes, that you wanted. I told and, you that in confidence. Oh, <laughs> you're just gonna drag just, me. You're gonna I dunk on me. All right, forget that. <laughs> one. No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I recognize I have a problem with buying the new and the fancy and yeah. the uh, the most up to date. So I did just buy a TV uh-huh. today. Okay. Well, it just came in today. Okay. And I'm excited. Congratulations. However, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> 
I, I feel like I did work hard for this. Yeah. Yes. I have earned it. I, I saved for a long period of time. You literally gave I, part of yourself. That is right. <laughs> I mean, Chris seriously has been talking about this for a while, hasn't yes. he? Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. And so to me, that is what we need to do with yeah. our kids. We need to set the goals. Yeah. Put them up on the wall if we yeah, have to, so yeah. that our kids see that we too are living what we're talking about. We did this with my son trying to teach him how to go to the, the bathroom. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, yes. you, you yeah. go you go to the bathroom this many times, you're potty trained, here's what you get. Like, yeah, yeah. We, we do it from, uh, I think, to some extent with, with when they're young. You're right. But at some point, we, I think it gets harder or whatever right. it is. We forget so we have, what yeah. worked for potty training right. can work for money training as yeah. well. My daughter did it with hers and and... It was funny because I would hear my grandson come up to her. We're on the phone. And can I have an M&M? And she's like, did you go use the potty? Yeah. Because that was the reward. Yeah. And so he knew that this follows this. And for us, we need to be able to be demonstrating to our kids that the witch came first (laughs) does not come because we have a credit card. It comes because we have the money. So if we find ourselves buying the new phone as parents... By trading in the car every yeah. every year, yep. you know, right. um, blowing all of our money on some um, some you know thing that you eat or drink all the time. That always gotta have my M and M's, you know, or whatever it is. Yep. Like coffee. Are, yes, yes, yes. We Don't went to Starbucks that toe. seven times this week. <laughs> That's every day. Yes. <laughs> you know, like we model those things accidentally and right. teach yeah. bad behaviors. So we have to be really intentional as we're modeling. Yeah, well, and I think for me, because I struggle with the exact same thing. You just like do as I. Say, yes, do, right? yes. we all do that, right? Uh, for me, it's contentment. You know, like sure. there's the things like it, whether it's something like I, I grew up with or something that I saw somebody else have growing yeah. up. It's like I want to experience that with my family. You know, for me right now, I've been wanting an RV for like years yeah. because I want to take my kids camping and mm-hmm. I want to make them. Some people think it's going to make them miserable, but I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, that's for me, it's it like I'm always looking. All, but it's like, yeah. but it's teaching myself contentment. Sure. And I think it goes yeah. back to that example, you know, discussing with your kids that like, why can't I have that? Or, yeah. and, and again, even if it is, they're 15 years old and this habit has happened, sitting them down and just saying like, listen, I have again, maybe done you wrong or yeah. done you a disservice. Yes. I think there's some it. vulnerability there that yeah. can happen and that builds relationship, I think. It's good. And yeah. I think with our culture and with our phones, we can create obsession instead of goals. Yeah. And so to create a confident, like this is what we're working toward, not just I know everything about, because I also, You're when I have a I'm goal. Obsessed, Wayne? Well, <laughs> no, I, I, that's my personality. So like when I want something, I will yeah. analyze it. Yeah. I will get yeah. all the information I possibly can. Sure can i will justify it uh um there is a there's a saying that says uh what the heart wants the will justifies and the mind chooses and so like whoa whoa, whoa. say that again what, Slow it down for what us. the heart wants the will justifies and the mind chooses oh given to me by an anglican friend and uh he, i like that though that yeah it really is because we do tend to justify why we should or could or about certain things. Yep. And we can look at somebody else and say, why in the world? Yeah. But for ourselves, we've totally justified it. So say it one more time and we're going to put it in the show notes as well because this is good. <laughs> that was good. So it's what the heart wants, the mind justifies and the will chooses. So it, that's the process of, in, in theological terms, it's sin. Like what I let myself love 
I will find a way to get it. And so my brain goes, well, you need this. Mm-hmm. And, and so like laziness, I need a little bit of time to not work. And, and so we justify it. And so we can be way outside of the bounds, but because we want it so bad, we can find a way to make it work. And we've all talked to friends who've done something real crazy. Yes. And you're mm-hmm. like, yes. how did you get there? Right? Yeah. You know, like what in the world, what thought process led you there? And that's exactly what happened. They loved something so much that they justified it in their head. And then by the time they let everybody else know about it, it's like too late. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, as yeah. parents, we've said it to our kids. What were you thinking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In most cases they weren't, but, uh, but sometimes they did have a justification. Sure, we don't that, understand that it. Salesperson lives in there and yep. they're really good at selling to us. Specifically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they say things a salesperson would never say uh-huh. to anyone else. I, I've been listening to Andy Stanley talk about his new book and he talks about the salesperson a lot. I like uh, it. Yeah. it uh, I think his book is called better choices, fewer regrets, something like mm-hmm. that. It's all about wisdom and, sure, right. and the, the money principles are all throughout there, but yeah. things that you convince yourself to do, they don't work on other people. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, Counsel is huge. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Getting counsel. Maybe you need to find someone who's good at finances if that's a problem for you and you recognize it. There are financial counselors that are out there and they, yeah. a lot of them will have a first time conversation with you because you like, that is how they sell insurances. That's how they sell. But so like there's several people like that within churches. So mm-hmm. if you know somebody in your church, you could recommend those are great conversations to have because they look at what you're spending and what you're making and allow you to have a good conversation. And this is going to be almost any financial counselor that you talk to. They are going to say, you go back and come to me in a month and tell me where every dollar went. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't say through a month where every dollar went, you need to do that because yeah. that is the basis for getting budgeting happening, getting a control of where your money is going. So where is every dollar going? Now, it may mean taking a tablet and putting it in your pocket. If you're still using a credit card, do it that way. But write down where every dollar is going. Is it a pain? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it is. But it really is an eye opener as well. You talked, yeah. Chris, about yeah. seven times this week. I went and got coffee yeah. out. Yeah. Okay. That's a lot of money. So looking at it at the end of the month really makes you face... Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So and if we, if we have if we have a world right now, it, financially everything's kind of up in the air. What's it going to be? Yeah. Is it going to be better? Is it going to be worse? We could be having good conversations with our kids right now. Hey, this is how we can set a financial future a little better. So even if you're not in where you want to be, these conversations are 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 prime for the pickings right now because hey, we don't know what you know, what's going to happen. So let's make sure that we're having good conversations about financial stability. And one thing I've been thinking about a lot is the idea of betting and gambling. It became a legal process to bet oh. on sports in the, in Pennsylvania, not mm-hmm. too long ago. And the betting and gambling conversation is happening with your kids. Yeah. You need to have a conversation about, all right, are you betting on this game? Or do you know people who are gambling? Yeah. And have a conversation about that. The Proverbs are full of those conversations too. If we're not having a conversation about finances, to have a conversation about gambling, man, that's Ah. intrusive. And it's so true that they're being faced with those choices. This is going to bleed over into decoding culture territory. Oh, really? Fortnite just settled a lawsuit because they were selling loot boxes. So you buy a loot box on Fortnite, 
you know, however many, you know, coins that you bought with real money. Right. And the, the loot box might have this super great skin. So it's like in this weird gray area of gambling, yeah. oh, you know? Yeah. Okay. And so they had to settle and they were like, my buddy just got a, you know, his free coins that he got because he had wow. made that purchase. And so these kids as children, yeah. young kids are playing this game. Oh, they're yeah. being faced... Uh, Almost every game has an element somewhere close to right. that, mm-hmm. you know, and they're so now right having, on the edge of exactly, gambling, but right. almost that yes. uh, the gateway drug. And so now they're speak. litigating where that line is. Right, you know, exactly. we got to figure wow. out what are they allowed to do to our kids and yeah. what is actually gambling? Wow. Yeah. One click away. Mm-hmm. And the conversation about the Robin Hood um, <laughs> app, which you guys yeah. talked about a decoding culture. Yeah. Uh, th- there isn't a clear definition in some people's mind, the definition between gambling and doing stock market sure. stuff. And that's even in the Christian subculture in the church. So like what, what it, you need to have a conversation. And so I would definitely not be the person who's the expert on these things, but Mm -hmm. I do think all of us should be having conversations with our kids. If you have a kid, it's a good kid and you don't think they're, you know, we talked about debt. We talked about this other stuff. Well, have you talked about gambling Mm -hmm. and have you talked about some of the ramifications and the addictive process of that? Because if you're not talking to them, their friend is probably talking sure. to them or their buddy on Fortnite's probably talking being to marketed them. marketed to. Right? Time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> whether, whether you realize it or not, uh, that whole idea. Now, Chris, uh, since you brought up the decoding culture, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I, I want to just give our parents, before we leave this subject, because we're almost out of time, I want to give our parents kind of a picture of what decoding culture yeah. is. Yeah, Decoding Culture is a sister podcast to the Parenting Stuff podcast. And our goal is to educate you on culture, video games, music, apps, game, whatever's going on, and uh, just enough education so that you can carry a conversation with your kid about it. Ultimately, we're not making moral judgments. You know, every parent's doing that for their own family, but we want to educate you enough to have a conversation. Ask some questions. Um, what is your favorite thing about this game? Why did you choose this? Uh, you know, we did the new gaming consoles, Xbox mm-hmm. over PlayStation, you know, so. It's not all about gaming, by the Absolutely. way. No, no, no it right. talks right. about stuff on TV, something yeah. on Netflix. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out yeah. there because things are moving very fast. Absolutely. Yeah. And look, it's hard to keep up. In a big way, yeah. And so if you are a parent listening, we would love, you can email or DM parenting stuff. You can email us at decodingculture at gmail.com as well because we want to know what you are facing right now. Like what is your kid talking about that you have no idea how to talk to them about? Because we want to be ahead of it. We don't want to be behind catching up on things we think you want to hear about. We want to hear what you are facing right now. Yeah. And that's a podcast that we put together rather quickly when we know that there's a topic out there that you as parents need to know about. And if there is a question that you have, please send it to us at either parentingstuffpodcast at gmail.com or decodingculture at gmail.com. You can always do it through the website as well. It's parentingstuffpodcast.com. Thanks for joining us today. We really love talking about parenting stuff and are glad to share these podcasts with you and hope that you will share it with other parents.